Hello, and welcome to Health in Europe, a public health broadcast by the World Health Organization. I'm your host, David Barrett. This episode is about quality of care and what we talk about when we talk about quality of care. The UN Sustainable Development Goals act as a vital catalyst. They urge countries worldwide to strive for universal health coverage. Now, this encompasses the twin objectives of both providing financial risk protection and ensuring equitable access to high-quality essential healthcare services. But how exactly do we define quality of care? To shed more light on this important topic, WHO Europe has launched a brand new podcast called The Fourth Dimension, which is entirely dedicated to quality of care. This podcast is produced and hosted by our expert team in Athens, Greece, who specialize in this field. So, for this episode of Health in Europe, we are going to play you the very first episode of The Fourth Dimension. Hello and welcome to The Fourth Dimension, a WHO monthly podcast focused on discussing issues around quality of care and patient safety. I am Thanos Miloneros and I will be hosting this podcast series developed by the WHO Athens office on quality of care and patient safety. The concept of quality of care in health policy has been receiving increasing attention during the last decades. It is rather indicative that the literature on quality of care has increased threefold since the 90s. Most recently, quality of care is mentioned in the context of the SDGs with the target 3.8, which calls for access to quality essential healthcare services and access to safe, effective, quality and affordable essential medicines and vaccines for all. Despite this profoundly universal acknowledgement of its importance though, sometimes there is no common understanding of the term quality of care and what this entails, let alone what needs to be done to improve it. For that reason, on our very first episode of this new podcast series, We'll try to introduce you to the concept of quality of care and describe some of its key aspects before we further dig deeper into the subject in the upcoming episodes. Our very first guest is Dr. Joao Breda, which I think is the most appropriate person to tell us what we talk about when we talk about quality of care, as he's the head of the WHO Athens Office on Quality of Care and Patient Safety. Dr. Breda, welcome to our show. Hi, hello, Thanos. Thank you for having me. So, Dr. Breda, I understand that there are quite a few definitions of quality of care and patient safety out there. How would you describe quality of care to someone that is not much related to healthcare or healthcare terminology? Well, the truth is that there are quite a few definitions for quality of care. The first attempt in defining what quality of care entails have been identified already in literature several decades ago. These preliminary definitions, they describe more or less healthcare quality as systematic efforts to increase the possibility of good health outcomes. Initially, many definitions were, uh, in fact, around these aspects of being systematic and uh, being focused on the results, on, on the outcomes, and using the best available evidence, which, as you know, it's always evolving 
and changing over time. However, what changed ever since, and I highlight this as an extremely important in all aspects of healthcare, is adding the element of listening to what the individual, patient, the person, and healthcare services users perceive as quality of care. This is very important. This is critically important, I would say. What patients have to say about their own health is as important as a good health outcome, and one cannot go without the other, actually. It's not only about disease prevention and and treatment and cure when possible, but it's also about the individual, it's about the experience, it's about, in a way, respecting the values. You mentioned health outcomes. What is a good health outcome? A good health outcome presupposes that care is effective, right? This has been always included in all the definitions, which is evidence-based healthcare and safe, right? Which is avoiding causing harm to those who receive the care, which is eventually the most important, really avoiding causing harm. I would like us to stay a bit more on this because this is important. Can you please elaborate? I give an example. Central line-associated bloodstream infections were normal and expected in the past. They were very common. But gradually, with small, bigger improvements in the care workflow, in the quality of the procedures, we can eliminate the risk of such infections. And there are countries and there are hospitals, for example, where these type of events are zero or very close to zero. So in a way, what was once considered inevitable is now highly preventable. WHO also further underlines and comments that in order to realize the benefits of quality healthcare, health services must also be provided on time. They need to be of the same quality to everyone, regardless of gender, ethnicity, geography, geographic location, income, socioeconomic status, education, and include a full range of health services throughout the life course. This this is very important because there are many stages and moments in our life where we are more vulnerable. And of course, health problems can arise easily and quality plays eventually even a stronger role. They also have to be, and it's part of the definitions of, of quality, that was your question, They need to to be efficient, which is, in a way, in a sense, refers to ensuring equity by allocating more resources where they are needed the most. Okay, so if I understand correctly, then quality of care is not just supplementary to universal health coverage, but it seems like an integral component of it. Look, I mean, exactly, absolutely. You are entirely right. If we look carefully to the definition of universal coverage, it mentions that all people should have access to the full range of quality health services they need, when and where they need them, without incurring into financial hardship and catastrophic expenses. So this is very important. In the definition of universal health coverage, quality plays a very strong role. Care that is unnecessary or inappropriate not only creates more problems than it solves, it can be extremely dangerous. We know, for example, for a fact that low-quality healthcare is increasing the burden of disease and increases the costs. 
my view, my perspective, to the three dimensions of universal coverage, which are population coverage, range of services, and financial protection, we should actually should have the dimension of quality of care. Because the lack of quality, or even worse, bad quality, can really undermine all the other three dimensions of universal coverage. For those not familiar with the term universal health coverage, it means that all people have access to the full range of quality health services they need, when and where they need them, without any financial hardship. So, Dr. Breda, would you care to give us an example of how universal health coverage is actually connected to quality of care? Let's consider under cancer patients who have access to chemotherapy without any financial burden. Let's imagine that 10 of them at some point receive the wrong treatment or the wrong dose. Fortunately, it's relatively rare, but, but it can happen. And it's a matter of also patient safety. And this in consequence leads to severe health implications that they will, in its turn, affects also their quality of life, increase the burden of disease. Obviously, these 10 people will also require additional support That means extra resources, and these ones could be used elsewhere, and so on and so forth. It's kind of a simplistic approach, uh, example. I I acknowledge that, but I, I suppose you understand my point that increasing service coverage, very important, but alone is unlikely to produce better health outcomes. This needs to be done in tandem by increasing quality at the same time. So is that the reason why patient safety is included in the title of the WHO Athens office? Well, because, I mean, it's a good question. And, and you know that quality of care clearly means that it has to be safe. However, there's a small distinction between patient safety and quality of care, of course. Patient safety focuses on preventing adverse events. Quality focuses on improving all the aspects that might affect the final health outcome, but they are together and they should be addressed together. And what does it take to improve quality of care? Do we need a lot of resources? Maximizing a quality parameter does not necessarily equal better outcomes. We need to always contextualize and understand when and where an improvement is optimal. An example. State-of-the-art surgical equipment for cesarean sections does not necessarily mean improved quality of maternal and neonatal care because the risk is higher compared to normal delivery. The cost is higher as well. The decision to proceed with this operation might be supported by the provider's financial motives and the mother might be poorly or not at all informed about the risks. And this is a very common situation, unfortunately, in our region. So, this contextualized support uh, you mentioned, this is the work of the office, right? This is where we come in to really revisit aspects of quality, supporting countries in addressing the classic challenges around quality of care. At the same time, so focusing on quality assurance, quality improvement, but also moving into value slash rights-based healthcare, making sure that patient has a, not only a strong voice, but is part of the process in a process of co-creation, not only decision-making, but the capacity to design the system in a way that improves society as a whole. This is very interesting. 
Actually, I recall that uh, in an episode of Health in Europe podcast series by WHO Europe, where you were invited to talk about quality of care, you mentioned that quality of care has been dormant for many years. I guess the establishment of the Athens office proves that this is no longer the case. Am I right? Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, quality kind of was always in the, of course, within the uh, concerns and 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 the um, policies implemented in general in, in most of the countries. And um, but it became a subject that, in a way, was not so much uh, on the agenda. Uh, was not so much in fashion and was, uh, although um, there was still an interest from the different stakeholders to ensure that quality is, 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 is part of the discussion, I would say that in terms of prioritization, the European region was very good some decades ago and then it sort of disappeared from the main discussions. And, and I think, and here I have to pay justice to our regional director that with, with Hans Kluge was really very decisive in terms of bringing this back to the agenda and really discussing with, the, with our partners, notably the many member states and particularly the Ministry of Health in, in Greece, that it was capable of, in a way, recentering the discussion a bit around quality of care. And we are very proud and humbled and, and grateful to be part of this sort of a exercise, which is bringing, in our view, innovation and it's putting quality again in, in, a, in a position that, uh, in a way, I think it deserves. I know that the office has been operating for less than two years now, almost two years, if I'm not wrong. What are some key achievements until now and uh, what should we expect from the office from now on? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that we, in this basically 24 months, we already uh, covered a lot of ground. We developed collaboration with more than a dozen countries in a very intensive way. Countries more from the southern part of the WHO European region, also reaching out to Central Asia countries. Recent weeks we've worked very directly with countries like Albania, North Macedonia, also working here in Greece and, uh, and, and, and many other more. So as I said, more than a dozen and increasing. So I think that I would like to maybe underline that as one of our greatest successes and countries are reaching out, agencies of quality, you know, people working in patient safety are reaching out to our office on a daily basis almost because we're starting to be better known and we are starting to, we are able to provide support at the moment that people need and we are creating the networks. So there's um, really interesting projects. So I think people should watch us, <laughs> continue to watch us in the future. Well, that was an informative discussion. Thank you, Dr. Breda, for being here with us and looking forward to talk to you again. Thank you very much. I would be delighted to do that. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. Thank you. This was The Fourth Dimension, a podcast developed by the WHO Athens Office on Quality of Care and Patient Safety, supported by the WHO Regional Office for Europe. I'm Thanos Miloneros, see you again next month.
That was the first episode of The Fourth Dimension, a new monthly podcast brought to you by WHO Europe. We extend our heartfelt appreciation to the producer and host of The Fourth Dimension, Thanos Mulineros. Now, if you enjoyed what you just heard, we encourage you to subscribe to The Fourth Dimension from your favorite streaming platform or from wherever you get your podcasts. And from all of us here at Health in Europe, and indeed the World Health Organization, we wish you good health.